0: All right. I was born ready for this bullshit. Let's do it. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. Oh, man. Ugh, I got to stretch this out. Okay. I got, I got, I got old man back right now. Did you work today? Yeah. But also I'm just, I'm, old. I'm broken. Yeah. I'm busted.
0: All those Tommy yeah. Thompson videos and shit
1: it was just too many Mm -hmm. just watching him just watching him do stuff so easily is uh it uh, breaks me a little bit more
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i've still been working out pretty good i'm but i'm waiting for my resistance bands to come in the mail so i can really start start crushing it oh damn get that get that uh covid workout bod and stuff People are posting like their bands, their weight setups and all the exercises they're doing in their homes and everything. There's going to be some killers out on the street when we get ready or when when we all get (laughs) released, you know, I I can't wait. Anyway,
1: (laughs) bands, welcome to the resistance. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's what I got on resistance bands, right? So they're woke now, (laughs) Because you're doing it.
0: Bands to bait, bands to break their hands. Um, Let's see. Bands to break their brands. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Break the brands.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, I'm ready to do this.
0: But they ain't using hands. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm ready. Yeah. The Columbus League.
0: the farmers the farmers
2: describe this feeling i don't think i can the um, performers
1: Howdy. It's Farmers League friends. I am your host Mac, and with me, as always, is my good pal Chuck. Howdy, Yo. Chuck. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's going all right uh, out here in the land of plenty. <laughs> Beautiful rolling green pastures. I see uh, that quiet, you're still, uh, streets.
0: You're still thriving in the skeleton war. <laughs> that's uh...
1: that's it. I've <laughs> I've. I've I've surrounded, I've uh, I've survived the first round of the, first round of the battle of the skeleton war. Yep. We're just, uh, right now we're just in the, in the trenches waiting to get told to go back over the top to fight (laughs) the other skeleton.
0: That's right. I always try to stay at least six feet behind the first row, if not further behind. I I mean,
1: I'll, I'll admit to you, I uh, fell over and just acted like I was dead. (laughs) <laughs> right And then crawl back <laughs> Right That's what I did <laughs> They're
0: like look at that dead man crawl Anyway <laughs> No man uh, It's good to hear you're doing well out there And you know um, Things are going okay up here Still doing the work from home As much as humanly possible But there's some times that I can't avoid Going into the office I don't know it's, uh, it, I think it'll be normal in about one more month, <laughs> you know. One more month, one more month, and it'll be normal. But I don't know. But then again, we'll see. I mean, everybody, a lot of our governors around here are talking about, hey, we all need to get back to work here. You know, we know we're going to lose some people, but, you know, we,
1: a lot of people are going to go hungry if we don't. So, a lot listen a lot more you motherfuckers about to get drafted in the skeleton war with me
0: (laughs) dude yeah dude
1: a lot of of you people who who, uh who thought you were support crew are about to be handed a rifle and thrown back out on the front lines with us
0: uncle sam wants you (laughs) to (laughs) die dude (laughs) Dude, uncle sam wants you to die but (laughs) that might be the title right there but yeah you know things have been going great you know Thanks again to uh, Andrew Downey for being on the show last episode with us. Uh, this week, it's just Mac and I in the bunker holding it down. And it seems like we've got enough COVID-related soccer news to kind of do an episode that's uh, Pele-free for a little bit here. But we will be getting yeah. back to the uh, classic Pele movies in um, in our case
1: of whether or not he was a complete op. So, <laughs> that's- yeah, we're definitely gonna have to analyze a few a few Hollywood scripts. Oh yeah, to man! To really break down the the coded messages.
0: Ooh, I'm getting to the Hollywood stuff. Just wait. <laughs>
2: <So>.
0: <laughs> but no, um, you know, it seems like uh, as, as we know, COVID's still affecting people's lives and everything, and and here <laughs> we have got local, national. British and international COVID news, all related to soccer. It's kind of amazing, actually, this week. So, you know, yeah. of course, most of it revolves around racism or capitalism. But um, what do yeah. you expect <laughs> in this? Yeah, uh, most in this, things uh, tend to do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so the local, the local, at least local for me, and local to the Midwest, kind of COVID soccer news. Also related to racism um, came out of Omaha, and this was Union Omaha, who's not yet played an official game because the season uh, had been postponed before the start of the season, but the supporters group is uh still pretty active they're still trying to hype up the game in Omaha, and of course, they love going to play or go into bars to watch soccer games and old rerun matches and things like that. And one of the bars that was going to be kind of their official hangout was called the Barkin Restaurant and Beer Garden. Maybe it's Barchin. Mm. It's a German name. I should know it, but, you know, I don't. So, whatever.
1: I'm, I'm not mad at you for not knowing it.
0: Exactly. So, they put out... A, I guess they put out a hashtag on Twitter that said, uh, make China pay. <laughs> Okay. You know, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, I was like, man, what do bars here have to do with it? But they're basically saying, look, you know, we can't have customers and all this stuff, and it's all because of China. I don't think that that's <laughs> I mean, what they mean. Okay. Well,
1: good. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, only, only in an insane sort of imperialist war machine would you get like a local beer garden calling to like bring retributive warfare on another country of course right (laughs) it's fucking nuts and so somebody
0: responded to them on twitter and said um probably not a great hashtag and the restaurant responded doubling down saying Financially, the world should 100% push this back to China. So, Okay. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, okay. And, uh, of course, they show this to the union army and say, is this the kind of place you all want to be hanging out, uh, watching the internationally beautiful game of soccer? And so they came out with a response. Well, first of all, people started killing um, Barkin, of course, which... You know, rightfully they deserve. And Barkin kind of did this weird sort of apology for it. Um, they said that basically they shouldn't have reduced all of their um, thoughts into a simple hashtag, and they were <laughs> only looking at this through a through uh, an economic lens. Is what they say, which is great because then it's like, you know, dude, I'm just an economically frustrated uh, person. I'm not
1: an actual, you know, shithead. So, yeah, fucking (laughs) fucking uh, Baron Von Schnusen's House of Schnapps is calling for fucking tactical (laughs) (laughs) airstrikes. It made me pour like a
0: Rupplements and Jaeger right there, you know. it did it's
1: it's (laughs) fucking insane
0: right Uh, yeah in omaha so the soccer team supporters group issued a statement they said the members of the union army supporters group find the statements made by bark and restaurant regarding china and the COVID 19 pandemic to be repugnant and completely at odds of the inclusive values that are at the bedrock of any good soccer supporters or community culture Effective immediately, the members of the Union Army supporters group will no longer lend any support to the restaurant, uh, financial, or goodwill. Xenophobia has no place in our community, and the Union Army stands in solidarity with the Asian community and those impacted by the virus. So, you know, good good statement. Yeah, exactly. You know, local supporters group doing good. I don't care if we never play a game. I'll be a Union Omaha fan till I die. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's that's the type of thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good that they did that, that they acted so quickly and they're like, this sucks. We're not going to do it. We're going to deal with it deal with you. Yep. Uh, because that is some truly unhinged tweeting from that yeah. restaurant. Yeah, like, they didn't have to say anything. Well, and, they didn't and, have to say anything.
0: You know, you got to be kind of silly or stupid to think, OK, I wouldn't say this on my personal twitter because it's not you know what i'm gonna use my business twitter because because then i've got anonymity <laughs> it's like no now your business is still in jeopardy
2: bro <laughs> smooth move congratulations you played yourself congrats well,
1: i love that they're like they're like okay guys time to time to perk up that engagement you know what i mean like, <laughs> exactly. we can only do carry out now yep so we really got to hit social media hard get them hearts uh, going people- fam You know, but the weird thing is, is that
0: they seriously do that. They do a lot of. They have, if you look through their Twitter, they have a lot of posts about them giving meals to the community and stuff, and giving meals to all sorts of places. So on the one hand, you're like, yeah, the restaurant is doing a good thing, but people are crazy with 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 assessing blame of the COVID virus. You know, who cares? Let's let's say. Let's say that it is somebody's fault. Let's just go ahead and say that without saying who it is. Because honestly, it doesn't even matter. Because even if it's somebody's fault outside of our own, there's still things we as a country could have done to completely mitigate the harm to our own people. And we didn't do it. So at this point, it doesn't even make any sense blaming other people beyond that.
1: Because we really don't care. No, it's it's – whatever is happening here like is – is not China's fault or Europe's fault. It's the fault of yeah. living in a fucking fake country yeah. with like no laws or protection or infrastructure <laughs> or like Xi Jinping. Uh, computer system. <laughs> yeah. Computer systems that have been updated since 1997. Right. Like there's no, it's, it's
0: not Xi Jinping's fault that my bosses are wanting me to go back to work. You know, it's yeah. uh. That that he's not the one telling me to risk it, and to be
1: fair, my President- bosses aren't
0: either. So, but but right, some uh, are. If I
1: could- yeah. President G did not order for the retail chain that I work for to equate my life to bags of mulch.
2: When I saw those workers, I said, You'll never make this much money. I screamed at them. Look at you. You make me sick. Hold your hands out. I need to throw up in your lower class hands because I don't
1: respect you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, not, that's, <laughs> not, that's not. And to no Nicola one did Dime that. you
0: odd latex gloves while you make yeah, them yeah, money.
1: Yeah, no one. <laughs> there is no that is specified nowhere in the dongest uh ideology to, <laughs> to do that no matter right like nowhere yeah
0: so so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at locally with with covid here and at least with relation to soccer otherwise everyone's really just kind of waiting things out it, it's gonna be i'm seeing you know just on a general level i'm seeing headlines and who knows what the truth is but saying that we're going to be practicing social distancing for all all of 2021 even possibly up to 2022 if if that were true if they say well we're going to go business as usual but we're going to just do it social distance there's real can you imagine going to a stadium and still having to adhere to social distancing, like it just doesn't seem possible so so no. right now, the start of a soccer season just you know it's funny that m l s still thinks that they're going to be able to finish the season somehow but
1: no it's it's done yeah. it's done how yeah. you know western conference champs Kansas City exactly baby. exactly Woo!
0: everybody's out there going to be uh, watching those uh. Tommy Thompson videos to stay in shape in the off season, the long two year off season, and everyone's gonna come back and play just like Tommy Thompson. So,
1: uh but yeah, uh, dude, you know, you know what a dream life would be for me if the majority of MLS played like Tommy yeah, Thompson. You, you mean stomping to people me, in the
0: groin or whatever? Or or just stomping the that. shit out of people and <laughs> or, then or just playing being like prisoners. a perfect Buddha. <laughs> you know.
1: Playing with <laughs> yeah, prisoners, Tommy
0: Thompson great. Stomping groin, Tommy Thompson not so great. <laughs>
1: like you know what? But they're the sa- they're the same man. They're connected. The they're intrinsically. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a whole. Right. You can't have the you can't have the play pick up with uh with prisoners without having to stomping some other dude in the dick for money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess it's a law of nature or something, you
0: know, like Newton's law. So, so you know, that that's where the episode starts here. On this fantastic COVID voyage uh, down the road here, down the COVID road, we we take what we're all experiencing and we bring it back out onto the national level a little bit. And what would that be? We're we're experiencing lots of unemployment. You're seeing rises in some areas and falls in other areas. But also you're seeing issues with money and people being asked to... uh, take cuts in pay to get through the pandemic and things like that and one of the more prolific people to uh suffer in both of those arenas here is uh legendary american i don't know if legendary is the right word actually no iconic i would say iconic american yeah. soccer sports right i'll go out on that ledge i'll say legendary uh grant wall yeah has actually been canned from sports illustrated
2: dick you Thank you.
0: That to me was interesting because I started thinking, man, how long has he been writing about soccer professionally? It's been 24 years. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> basically since I was 15 years old, he's been writing. So right after I started getting into, you know, into soccer in general... From the ninety-four World Cup, he's been on the forefront of writing about American soccer and the development of the game. So so he's definitely been a household name here.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's he's you know, he's he's a bit of a goofball in some of his takes and some of the way his interpretations, but also like he's 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 this he is the he's the staple of soccer writing in the country. And and he's a Midwestern a guy, time.
0: too. I think he's from like uh,
1: is he a, a St. Co- Louis guy. Uh, I assume everyone involved with soccer for more than 20 <laughs> years in America is from St. Louis.
0: I think he might actually be from Iowa, but let me let me double check here.
1: St. Louis is in Iowa. Mission, Kansas. Boom. He's from Mission, Kansas.
0: Yeah, dude. He's, he's from, from the Kansas City suburb. He's from suburbs. your hood, dude. Yeah.
1: No. Oh, exactly. RIP to a real one. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, man, he ended up getting... Can- oh, dude, he went to Princeton University. Holy cow. Ooh, and Sh- Shawnee Mission East High School. But, yeah, so I had sent out... Well, I had posted that tweet in the Slack channel from Grant saying, you know, Sports Illustrated just fired me, no severance, nothing. I thought, whoa. Damn. After 24 years, that seems a little intense. So... Yeah, but it actually got a little bit more intense than that. So it seems like the reason why they fired him is because he was critical that they asked him to take a pay cut. And he was very public about his criticism of it. And so then they just decided, okay, well, you're not even that good of a writer anyways, so we're going to let you go. So shortly after Wall had made the announcement that he had gotten laid off. And this is actually six months after 40 other employees got laid off, mind you. So he's he's not standing out in this way. And then everyone else that's there ha- had been asked to take a pay cut. But the uh, CEO of uh, SI's publisher emailed Sports Illustrated staff and criticized Wall, quote, Every senior staff member volunteered to put their personal budgeted uh, future at risk to save jobs and ensure stable salaries for those making less. They wrote in a memo that was shared with the Washington Post. Everyone that is but one person. That person made $350,000 last year to infrequently write stories that generated little meaningful viewership or revenue. That's a pretty big slam on Grant Wall there. (laughs) So. All right,
1: I'll tell you what, react. what did the
0: CEO make last year? <laughs> oh, I do not know that, but I'm sure it was See, more that's than that. the real
1: question. Yes,
0: we, exactly. We, you,
1: you're telling me a dude who's been writing for you for a fucking quarter of a century isn't yeah. worth the money you were paying him to keep him from writing for someone else? So who really is the bad guy, me or Apple? Thank you. I don't even, I don't even know what you just did, but um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's 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 how you decided that contract. You didn't decide that contract because you're like, oh, Grant's a good dude and he's been doing it a long time. It's time to help the old timer out. You did it so he wouldn't <laughs> right. go somewhere else. Sure. You did it so he wouldn't write for ESPN or he wouldn't write for uh, Fox or whoever. Right. Mm-hmm. Or go to the New York Times or whatever, because he could. He right. could. He's he's been doing it for 25 years. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's why. So his salary was his salary because you were trying to keep him in-house. Like, let's not play games here. And also, like, you're the CEO of Sports Illustrated. You could buy and sell 20 fucking Grant Walls. (laughs) Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, media
0: in general, and especially print media, is on the rapid decline. It's one-way ticket to Nowheresville. So I don't know if they're online and they're subsidiaries and everything Generate enough revenue for them to be able to like be making it rain grant walls and stuff like that necessarily. But <laughs> you know, they definitely <laughs> have it enough in there for one designated player. I think the idea is yeah, maybe, they they're, got, yeah, they're probably just not seeing
1: him as the DP anymore. Maybe not. They tried to take him down to a TAM contract and he wasn't biting. No, well, yeah. I don't know. This is kind of one of those things. But at the same time,
0: you feel like a dude like Grant Wall would have no problem um, just doing the, uh, I guess, the solo route in media. I mean, if Bill O'Reilly can can figure out how to podcast, which I'm not saying he can, but those guys, you know, when they get fired for being creepos in the media, they all land at their own, you know
1: place okay maybe that's the problem yeah maybe this is going to be more difficult for grant god forbid because he's not a big creep right maybe yeah exactly it's maybe (laughs) maybe it's because he hasn't like propositioned like a like an editor or you know like or like an intern (laughs) for like a bunch of like weird pills or whatever right
0: oh speaking of creeps uh in kind of a non-sequitur was that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Didn't you post something in the Slack about a guy that violated his uh team's quarantine rules so he could see his like teenage fiance or something like that?
1: Yeah, the dude's the dude's it is like uh like late 20s, early 30s. Uh uh-huh. and his fiance is 18. Okay, uh, and he violated quarantine to go fly to see his fiance. Is this a is this in Europe or something? I mean that's... Yeah. In, oh God! You know, what's his name? Europe has um, different norms. Uh, so this is. I'll, I'll, I'll here. Yeah, uh, I'll. I'll look for it for a second because I have a grand narrative about what I think capitalism is actually about now. Uh, yes,
0: <laughs> I've changed my <laughs> we, mind. We want to hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah just need to find find my dude no not the cool and donovan goal no uh or the... ah, yes although that was a cool goal <laughs> right uh,
0: although that yeah. haircut made me hate that era
1: yeah so fedor fedor Smolov, of celta vigo in spain yakov smirnov um, yes yes yakov smirnov <laughs> uh famous celta vigo uh player uh, he's expected to be fined, uh, his 18-year-old fiancé is, uh, Boris Yeltsin's granddaughter. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna see how old he is. So, I,
0: so... Does she live in Russia, or is it just that she happens to be the daughter of a Russian? I mean...
1: Okay, so he's 30. Okay. He's 30.
0: Alright. Aaliyah rocked with it. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cutting that. Anyway. <laughs> but but where did he fly to? Like so he left Spain and Spain is Spain was having a pretty bad time with this. So,
1: yes, yeah, yes, yes. So it's her 18th birthday party in Russia. 18 so He's going birthday. to fly to Russia party. 18th birthday party. They have been uh, engaged since January. This article was, yeah, so this this was on April 5th. <laughs> Dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how long have they been dating? I got to find this uh, out.
0: Yeah. You know, it's almost not even important. I was like, what was my 18th birthday party like? I think my friends took me to Hooters. And they also gave me my first cigar. That was basically it.
1: Yes. Okay, so it was announced in January. Everyone's like, hey, the seventeen year old's marrying a soccer player. Uh anyway, so here's my grand theory. Yeah. After seeing this, I have realized what it is. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh is this this is, X Files uh, worthy. X Files theme we're, music we're worthy. Seeing, we're seeing okay. we're seeing a rare peek into the true motivations behind the superstructure here. Yes. My theory The free market, free market capitalism, Uh unfettered, uh, you know, uh, laissez-faire markets Uh is in fact uh, not an economic system set up uh, to uh, enrich a small minority off of the labor of the majority uh, and extraction of resources, right, Mm -hmm. Um, including labor. It is in fact – uh all of those things are in service to the incremental lowering of the age of consent capitalism is an ideology which <laughs> uses uh, specifically neoliberal capitalism uses the uh, strips back the state to lower the age of consent while making money this is the this is the dual power of modern capitalism okay i uh, i can i can see that in some ways for sure I mean, because at first In I was any, like, this, "Well,
0: at the beginning of capitalism, I don't even think they had age of consent laws, but they definitely the neoliberal style uh, Keynesian um, capitalism, like you know, the neo-Keynesian shit, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: Friedmanite guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, this this is all about making it to where eventually." you can, uh, uh, there is no age of consent laws. You are free to marry a child. That's what it is. I believe this is the ideology of marrying children. Right. Well,
0: and I feel like our final story, the, the international section of this definitely might tie some of that together as well in terms of capitalism and maybe not necessarily lowering the age of consent, but in Equally hor- horrific idea, which is just uh, the expendability of of human life in these times right now, especially at the altar of capitalism. So, you know. But before that, I think uh, we should talk real quickly about the EPL and Wayne Rooney basically speaking out against these structures that are trying to uh, push austerity down, equally on people that probably deserve it the least. And actually, I've, I've grown to respect Wayne Rooney a ton. <laughs> I didn't really know too much about him as a player. I didn't really need to know too much about him. But I think in, in his uh, twilight years, I think he's been a pretty good voice in terms of labor and workers' movements and things. Mostly within yeah, football, yeah, like- but definitely in general.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where it's like I didn't really know what his personality was until you started seeing interviews with him at DC United about where you find out like what he actually believes about the world and what his, you know, sort of vision of you know uh sort of justice and equality looks like. And it turns out he's a solid dude. Dude's all right. He's not yeah. the meathead, I imagine. <laughs> dude, he's an alright guy. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: For sure. But so I guess uh Within the last month or so, the Premier League had proposed the idea of making all of the players take a 30% pay cut. And, of course, you know, the the player unions, they said, no way, not at all. And Wayne Rooney, of course, also spoke out, and he called the handling of the dispute over pay in the Premier League a disgrace.
1: So... Yeah, and he's he calls out Matt Hancock, too. Right. He's, oh, he's yeah. in the he's in uh, uh, the uh, Downing Street cabinet. Right. Like he's 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 in the Johnson administration. Is it an administration over there? I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah,
0: whatever you want
1: to call it. <laughs> I don't you know, know shit about British politics. <laughs>
0: yeah. So initial talks were already taking place before key figures, uh, political figures, including the health secretary, Matt Hancock, uh, called for action. And Rooney had said, If the government approached me to help support nurses financially or by ventilators, I'd be proud to do so, as long as I knew where the money was going. I'm in a place where I could give something up. Not every footballer is in the same position. Yet suddenly the whole profession has been put on the spot with a demand for 30% pay cuts across the board. Why are footballers suddenly the scapegoats? How the past few days have played out is a disgrace. And he also so he called it a moral vacuum. The Premier League has been yeah. seen as lagging behind other European leagues in response in its response to coronavirus and was accused by one British lawmaker of operating in a moral vacuum. But Wayne Rooney questioned the wisdom of the Premier League in preempting behind the scenes talks involving players with its own proposals for sweeping reductions. He said In my opinion it's a no win situation. Whatever way you look at it, we're easy targets. So I mean what what are the owners sacrificing? Because yeah, it really should start at the top. <laughs>
1: it, yeah. it, it should uh, be... What is Abramovich uh, sacrificing? What is Mike Ashley sacrificing? Oh, right. What is Stan Kroenke sacrificing? Yeah. What are these people? What are these people sacrificing? Nothing. No. Well, but and the thing who's is, who's got to take a 30% hit? Some academy kid? Some right. some reserve squad guy?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. and Yeah. Cronkie would be totally down for that. And a lot of those folks are like, well, we've got all these other teams and stuff. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't. And maybe that's part of the problem. You know, it's <laughs> like trickle down austerity. I mean, again, it's just if anything is happening, the bulk of that should be where the money's at.
1: And it's not with the players. Yeah. It's easy to no, think that it's, the players. It's with some players, sure. You know those first team players. Yeah, a lot of them are incredibly wealthy people. Especially the uh, ones that have been playing athletes, for
0: ten years or so. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, and if, whether you think athletes should be paid that type of money or not is kind of immaterial. It is nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to city football group it is nothing compared to stan crocky it is nothing compared to mike ashley right if there is anyone to be taking a hit it should be these people who are literally powerful enough to move international politics with their money
0: well, not just that. These some of these people are only people in the eyes of Mitt Romney too. I mean, like you're saying, some of this yeah. shit is fucking conglomerates and
1: Co- corporations are people, my friends. C- you know, city all City Football that. Group is incredibly <laughs> right. powerful. Exactly. Like <laughs> you know Incredibly powerful financially. Right.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that's crazy and these stories have seemed to keep progressively getting crazier, but it's probably a good idea to take a, a little bit of a break here and then come back for the coup de grace of the intersection of race and viruses and inequality. And then that's the story of uh, Didier Drogba and Samuel Eto'o speaking out against some French doctors and their thoughts on
1: some french assholes (laughs) some french
0: assholes you know i shouldn't say that because i love people in france uh shout out to my friends out there aka french ben Mm -hmm. but um but yeah so you know it's kind of a tale as old as time we've all recognized it with the way that that continent has been ravaged and the way people have treated it in general but this is just one more layer to that
2: i hear the guns to say Hurry boy It's waiting there for you
0: And we're back. So we've had a little bit of discussion about how COVID is affecting soccer minds on the local front and on, you know, the national journalism front in journalism in general. And we've even talked about how it is playing out in the English Premier League. But then there's looking at it on a global aspect. And of course, You can't get more worldly than Didier Drogba uh, and Samuel Eto'o, for sure. But this article came out on April 6th in SB Nation, and it was titled, Why Didier Drogba and Samuel Eto'o are denouncing COVID-19 vaccine trials in Africa. Uh, Drogba stated that Africa was not a testing lab and denounced the demeaning and racist quality of the doctor's suggestion. So, again, it's COVID. Again, it's racism that we're, or race that we're dealing with for sure. And I think we'll be able to agree that it is racism as we go through the article. But of course, my man Eto and Drogba out here, you know, fighting the good fight as they're always known to be doing in the realm of soccer. You know, so shout out to them always. But so, how did it all start? It all kind of started during a live television debate where French health officials, uh, I think the names Jean-Paul Mira and Camille Locke, suggest the COVID-19 trials, which are set to be launched in Europe and Australia, be tested first in Africa. Uh, Mira, the head of the intensive care unit at the Cochin Hospital in Paris said, it may be provocative, should we not do the study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment, or intensive care? A little bit like there's been, like it's been done for certain AIDS studies where, among prostitutes, we try things because we know that they are highly exposed and don't protect themselves. So, uh, and then you know, locked exactly, exactly, you know, just spitting that hot fire on on the expendables, spitting on the expendables. Uh, said you're right and by the way we're thinking of in parallel
1: about a study in africa using this same approach the levels of outbreak in africa dwarf any european country like the entire continent really the the outbreak is not really popping off there okay so they're like off base first like it, it is way worse in places like spain And Italy, Italy, of course, and the UK and Iran, the United States, yeah, and Iran, United States, than it is here. And you know, Iran specifically is bad because of like US sanctions, right? So, like, just picking Africa, like, pulling Africa out of a hat is like already a highly suspicious pull, (laughs) (laughs) right?
0: Well, and the other thing is. Saying what because they don't have masks, it's like, what, what do you think that they're doing in the like? Yeah, not everyone in Africa has masks, but I'm sure the hospitals do. Like, just assuming that they're just like huts in hospitals and stuff like that. I mean, yeah,
1: you and know. like, what which which part of Africa are we even talking about? They just say Africa, they just say a continent, right. Any exactly. Africans will do, apparently
0: exactly. It's like when Toto was blessing the rains there, it, you just thought it was over the whole continent, and the way yeah, these it's guys when, are, it's a very <laughs> very big cloud exactly exactly, but yeah, these guys are basically just saying that you know we should just do this just go there because. Uh we we should go to a place where they don't have like technology. So of course yeah. this <laughs> met some criticism. It met criticism starting off in France, uh Olivier Faure, a member of France's socialist party, who said is not a laboratory of Europe. Africans are not rats. His sentiment though was uh echoed by French or by African footballing legends, Didier Drogba and Samuel Eto'o. So Drogba stated again that Africa was not a testing lab and denounced the demeaning and racist quality of the suggestion, and Eto'o called the pair murderers. So,
1: Thank you, (laughs) Sam.
0: Exactly. You know, he's going out there with it. But Drogba had a tweet. It said, It is totally inconceivable we keep on cautioning this. Africa isn't a testing lab. I would like to vividly denounce those demeaning, false, and most of all, deeply racist words. Help us save Africa with the current ongoing COVID-19 and flatten the curve. So, you know, great social media, a great tweet there. And Mira apologized and was saying that he wanted Africa to be, or wanted an African country to be part of the trials along with England and Australia rather than being ground zero, quote. It seemed interesting to me that in addition to France and Australia, an African country could participate in the study, which I had never heard of before hearing about it on the show.
1: He's you like, know. I, you know, I, I was just spitballing out here. You right? know what I mean? He's like, he's like, I was just really shooting off the hip, you know? You know, it reminds
0: me, like one time I was working, back in the day, back when I was part of the corporate consumerist world, I was working for uh, a popular energy drink, and uh, we had to go around driving, just giving away the energy drink, right? And we had to go to bars and any kind of events, including in western Nebraska, and it, w- <laughs> we go into this bar, it's me and this other guy, who's a white guy, and right away in the foyer of the bar, there's... um like a cork board, like a bulletin board, and someone carved out a big swastika on it. And the guy with me is like, we should probably still go in, but you should go first. <laughs> he said, You should go first. And I said, What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> so that was the one time with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh save God. this next Yo- one for the end, but back to kind of the article here so the one guy is saying, look, man, I just thought it would be cool if we included them in here. Never mind the fact that I wanted them to be first, you know, just to make sure it's safe before we take it over here in Europe and Australia. But his colleague, Locke's employer, Inserm, went on the opposite route as Mira and instead claimed their employer or their employee's statement was distorted, calling the uproar about the situation fake news. Quote, a distorted video taken from an interview on LCI with one of our researchers about a study on the potential use of the BCG vaccine against COVID-19 is now the subject of erroneous interpretation. His intent, they said, was to make sure Africa wasn't excluded or forgotten from the research because the virus is a global problem.
1: So the, 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 the Didier Drogba is being very unfair to me. Dude, seriously. It's very unfair
0: dude, man, we're just trying to include you all, you know,
1: it's oh like, God. you That's know, the language they're trying to use, but they're like, when they're like every time they're like, they, they're like trying to take a step back. They're like, we just like, we're just trying to be cool with you, man. They're just walk- like, I don't get, <laughs>
0: you, the, you, it's <laughs> like, you know, you wake up and you're seeing these white guys with syringes and latex gloves walking at you. And you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And they're like, whoa, dude, come on. We're just trying to include you here. Don't you want to be included? (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, I mean, it really just kind of goes towards this history that we have of looking at Africa as a source of anything, you know, just a source of resources that we don't, that we don't deserve and whether that is, Extracting the resources and the colonization of Africa by, you know, places like France or um, the transatlantic slave trade. That woman that was running a fake clinic in Africa. Did you hear about that story?
1: Mm
2: -mm.
0: Okay. Give me just one second here.
1: Dude, here's the thing that's astonishing to me about these two doctors, right? Like, these are people who work at these like high-profile hospitals and research firms, and mm-hmm. they were as prepared for their TV interview as I am for this podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> they just came out there and they were just they were just throwing out names, throwing out places. Yeah, you know, what about Africa? Maybe, uh, you know. Uh, someplace like, uh, Algeria. I don't know why Algeria would pop to my head as a French person. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> so this was the story I was thinking of. Renee Bach, uh, this came out in 2019. She was sued over allegations she ran unlicensed clinics in Uganda where hundreds of kids died. So she wasn't even a doctor or anything. I think that she Jesus. once... Just served on some mission trip over there and then just took over as a doctor or just took the role of being a doctor in Africa, giving people like, I don't know if it was like blood transfusions or what it was, but it was unlicensed care. So, you know, let's see. She worked alongside Ugandan medical professionals, learned skills to help provide assistance as necessary But people are saying that she basically took over the clinic. And it was just, you know, the whole story was just about this, like, white savior complex to the idea that you don't even have to be a doctor and you can go over there and it's like, what? They don't even have masks. It's better than nothing. You know, just that idea of, I don't know, just how devalued
1: human life is there to these other folks. So it's. It's fucking disgusting, man. Like the article here brings it up, but the 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 comparison to like prostitutes who don't protect themselves right. for an entire fucking continent, right? Like, and that's to say that prostitutes say,
0: shouldn't be treated humanely. And exactly, <laughs> you like, know,
1: there's there's nothing about that statement at all. That you can, like, pedal back from and not look like a big racist piece of shit. hmm Like... Right. But it's funny because the
0: article also talks about how... And I don't know if this is just a French thing or what the deal is, but even Macron has said some very weird sketch things when talking about Africa in general. So, you know... um, They said the carelessness of the suggestion reminded me of an answer that French President Macron gave to uh, the Ivory Coast journalists in 2017, who asked him why there was no Marshall Plan for Africa, Uh, the Marshall Plan being the recovery program that provided aid to European countries after World War II. Macron said, The challenge of Africa is completely different. It It is much deeper. It is civilizational today. Failing states, Ooh. complex democratic transitions, the demographic transition—one of the essential challenges of Africa—is that in Ooh, some countries, wait. what
1: demographic transition? Oh yeah. Which demographic are we talking about, Emmanuel? Dude, dude who, all who, of them. Who's, who's, We're transitioning been leaving Africa in droves. <laughs> right. <laughs> in exactly. The latter twentieth century. Hmm. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Uh, but they, <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. yeah. So
0: he, Macron finishes by saying one of the essential challenges of Africa is that in some countries today, seven or eight children are born to each woman. So that didn't go over very well uh, in the Ivory Coast. But but it's just an interesting just attitude towards. Well, it's business as usual when it comes to to that area it's like we're just here to harvest minerals resources human resources and do human testing and drogba's it, it's taken drogba to say mm, sorry no, no this thanks. isn't it no
1: yeah like the the macron thing i remember when he said that shit I mean that was twenty seventeen and this was like he was still had the the rosy glow around him and like American liberals. Like they fucking loved that dude then. Right. Yeah. Everything that he lists besides his like insanely racist like welfare queen trope, uh right. is something that is completely explained by there not being like a Marshall plan for post colonial Africa. Right. Like the failing states, complex democratic transitions, the demographic transition, which reads essentially talking about the white people that got booted out, but you could also stretch it to uh, to uh, you know people having to immigrate to other countries, like European countries like France, specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. In order to seek a more stable life. All of those things are explained by nobody replacing the wealth extracted from Africa it, even over just the 20th and latter 19th century like y- you don't even have to go back to the 500 years to the 500 years that this shit's been going on right like well, we can, gave them warlords guns it's all good <laughs> yeah, you could like not not even just for like hey, sorry for blowing up your the entirety of North Africa during World War 1 and World War 2. Also, yeah. sorry for like owning your countries for a long time. <laughs> Here's some cash. Uh, Is it too <laughs> like, late to say sorry?
2: Yeah, I know.
0: pulled the justin bieber on it yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> dude. dude what is it um south africa here's here's it so when uh post apartheid south africa the mandela government had a very progressive like social democratic like straight up like pink tide type program uh when they came to power and right before they were about to implement their shit the international monetary fund shows up in the, yeah. the world bank major western you know financiers uh and they go uh actually you still owe us a bunch of money <laughs> and and they were like i'm sorry what we just kind of right. had a revolution here yeah we don't owe you dude. anything and <laughs> and they were like New no phone. You, who dis you, yeah 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 the you owe <laughs> us money going back for about 50 years so yeah essentially the imf and world bank were going to Tank the South African economy unless they neoliberalized their programs, dude, to pay back the debts of the fucking people that had them living behind fences in an apartheid you know, state.
0: Yeah, like so. It's time to go mask off. It's time to go full yeah, Jokerified, so, so dude. Even,
1: so like, even in the eighties, like shit like this was popping. And yeah. to hear like uh, some the, these sort of like French doctors sort of like just sort of echo these things that have been, uh, you know, clanging down the halls of history between right. uh, Europe, uh, between the continent of Europe and the continent of Africa. It's just like so fucking jarring. <laughs> right.
0: I will say, though, the French racism on television interviews from professionals in the fr- the French professional class it's the most like smooth racism to listen to. It's like the latte of racism, you know, because it's like, they're not saying it in an aggressive manner to you. It just comes out so smooth. So
1: it's the, it's very Kenny G racism. It's like very (laughs) casual, like waiting in an elevator racism. Oh dude. Yeah.
0: Get some of that Kenny, Kenny vibe going here. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah dude well thankfully drogba is there to set the record straight and is there to say look we need real solutions in the world and i'm thinking in my head it's like first of all we don't need you bringing this virus here without trying to put blame on anyone i'm calling this the capitalist virus <laughs> so yeah you know the more you engage in capitalism or uh wealth inequality let's just say globalized wealth inequality the more you're probably going to be suffering from this shit
1: so yeah um yeah this is like sorry i i froze out i am still thinking about the prostitutes metaphor like it's just sitting in my head
0: well right and the idea that people have a lot of different opinions about whether whether the AIDS virus or the HIV was spread on the African continent by incompetent you know workers going over there in in healthcare or whatever clinic workers, so I'm not saying that I'm going way off the deep end here or anything, but I'm saying I don't really trust a lot of people anymore <laughs> and i don't you know I don't outright dismiss it. No. Yeah, and, and I know that nobody's had Africa's best interest at heart. I know that much. No, <laughs> no. Know, so. uh, generally,
1: generally, if they're coming from uh, uh, Europe or uh, the West and they're like, we're here to help. They're not helping, man. History tells no. you history tells you those motherfuckers aren't here to help. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> they're not there to help you. They're not there to sign you to a club you know yeah um don't trust anybody that comes no off that plane.
1: that big check is only worth two dollars
0: they're fucking <laughs> they're fucking around it ain't worth the paper it's printed on exactly which is actually just some Marlboro wrappers or something you know <laughs> so that's show up with t- a fucking sack full of cable <laughs> cash <laughs> dude yeah so as you can see <laughs> COVID 19 is bringing out I wouldn't even say the worst in us because I think we can get way worse than this, but oh, yeah. definitely bringing out the real in us in some ways. So, you this know, this is
1: yeah, extremely mask off season worldwide.
0: <laughs> oh dude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been, I've been listening to future mask off for a while now just to like dude. really <laughs> get into it and stuff, you know, dude, I,
1: like, <laughs> uh, like those, uh, like protesters in Michigan, right? Like the, the, yeah. oh, I saw God. one, I don't know if you saw that tweet where I, I zoomed in on it, where it's like one of the dudes who are like that picture where they're like slamming on that door, huh. they're I didn't the see door it. wearing their America hats, I'll send it to you. But in the yeah. background of this picture of like that lady, and that dude, like screaming mm-hmm. into like Michigan state house from outside the door, there's a guy mm-hmm. in a V for vendetta mask Oh nice. Yeah, the Guy Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're at the Guy Fox mask. And uh I was like, these motherfuckers are willing to kill us all to like go back to on the border again. Yeah. Like that's it. Still like, on the re- margins. Yep. Yeah. They're ready to like spike the planet so they can like go to Dave and Buster's and Cabela's.
0: <laughs> Dude, exactly. That's
1: it. That's like one
0: time I saw, I think back in Charlottesville or something, I was seeing some dude that, or a photo of a guy, and I zoomed in on him because he had, like, you know, the uh, white tank top undershirt. And Mm -hmm. he had uh, a Confederate flag draped around his shoulders. But I zoomed in because I was shocked to see that this idiot had on fucking Air Jordans. And you're just thinking to yourself, Wait a second. Why are you out there screaming about um, white genocide and you're wearing Jordans? Is it white Jordicide or what's going he's, on?
1: Because <laughs> you got to stay clean no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you got you to keep. You got to be the,
0: dipped in butter. The shoe game has hate.
1: to be correct at all times. Oh, man. <laughs> white nationalist <That's>, sneakerheads.
0: <laughs> dude you go up and scuff his <laughs> shoes and say man now they're black like the actual athlete they their head explodes uh. and shit <laughs> yeah um no it's been a uh, it's been real mask off season you know with this quarantining there's going to be some up days and some down days so as long as we can laugh to get through the down days maybe uh maybe things will be all right in the end so yeah i'm hoping but we're, i'm hoping i'm sure. hoping so but yeah And and our thoughts are with you all out there. If you're going through stuff, you know, let us know. We're not good at anything in terms of medical assistance or, uh, you know, licensed therapy or anything. But but we're an empathetic ear out there. Exactly. (laughs) You know, but yeah, you can definitely uh, check us out. Check us out on uh, Twitter at Leak Farmers. And then you can find me at
1: Shaggy2Trope. Mac, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter as well, at it? Yeah, hit us up. My uh, my DMs are open. Uh, just don't be a weirdo. Uh, yeah, we find. <laughs> don't send me no feed or nothing. I mean, unless it's like you're like, hey, I got an infection on this toe. Could you, right. What do you think I should do? And I'll be like, you should you should use a Band-Aid. <laughs> that's about it. That's all I could give even there. There you go. Yeah no. Um,
0: stay good to each other out there. Try not to uh, use this as a time to vent hate on anyone. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: yeah. Our our listeners are good. Yeah, we've got good. They're good, solid. I don't think they're you're sending, one of the good ones. I don't think they're sending out hashtag Chinese virus or anything. I and if Stop they were, China. I don't know how many yeah. episodes of this show you possibly could have made it through.
0: I'm gonna put out there: stop China and stop USA.
1: Stop I mean, China, like, say. I'm, I'm like, because yeah, it's like I don't know. There's like at least once every four episodes, I'm like, I'm like uh, trying to make it clear that I think like uh, the Soviet Union fucking kicks ass. Like that's so. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> like I don't know how clear. Well, <laughs> I can make it.
0: right, um, right. We digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That that'll be a that'll be a subject for another time, audience. But um, stick around and find out when we have the courage to do it. (laughs) But until then, until then, we'll see you next time.
1: All right, bye.
0: So, follow up from our story earlier here in the episode about um, the energy drink swastika style.
1: That dude, that dude was just like, "Okay, man." uh, Oh, dude, I'm uncomfortable. He's like, "So, you should." He's like, "We got to go in for the job." Which means, obviously, I'm going to use you as a human shoe. Dude, 100%. He was giving off
0: Democrat <laughs> vibes before we even were political and stuff. You know, that's total Democrat move. Oh, dude. But,
1: yeah, man. So you then... Got, he's He's you got some Mayor Pete shit going on right behind you.
0: Then there was another time where I'm going with this other guy who's uh, a Filipino dude. He's a hip-hop DJ and all this stuff. We're always rapping in the cars and everything our boss sends us to this festival in Plattsmouth, Nebraska, which used to be known as kind of a meth amphetamine hotbed sort of thing. And the festival is called the King corn carnival and it's all spelled with K's and okay, exactly. And my buddy and I looked at that flyer and we're like, you know what? We're calling an audible today. (laughs) And we didn't go to that (laughs) shit at all. We went to Nebraska city and ended up hanging out at a skate park and, you know smoking out with some kids and drinking
1: you know energy drinks and stuff but yeah much better choice than going to the what did you say it was the king Corn festival the
0: king corn carnival and it's all the spelled with k's Car- yeah
1: no yeah that's not that's not what you do
0: yeah no that's what they do that's nebraska nice right there so okay that was a side note but yeah